welcome to the Prairie Outpost. Uh, the Prairie Outpost records in Treaty 1 territory, that is the land on which we record, is the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We acknowledge that our water source, our water is sourced from Shoal Lake 41st Nation. I am Willie, and I am here with Dylan. Howdy. Hi, how's it going today? Uh, good. Uh, I'm still holding up. Uh, That's good. We should acknowledge what day it is. It is... May 2nd. Uh, Saturday, May 2nd, right? Yep. Yeah. I don't know what... Are you losing track of days? Uh, eh, not particularly. Really? I, I am so losing track of days, like... Like every day, like it doesn't feel like a Saturday at all. Uh, it, it just feels like, I guess it's the new normal, right? Right now, I've uh, come to get used to just staying home and, uh, and, and things like that. I don't, I don't know how, you, how you're adjusting to it, but. Uh, yep, I have experienced staying home. So, and with have you, so have you have you while in this time at home? I'm guessing that you're still working now, right? Yep. Yeah. See. Okay. So, uh, so do you find yourself having more working more or less, or the same amount, or do you just put in the same hours that you are putting in, and then whatever? Uh, I I'd, I'd say it's varied. Uh. A few weeks ago, I was, I put in a 70-hour week to get something done. Uh, uh, most weeks haven't been that intense, fortunately. Yeah, 70 hours, that's a, that's a lot <laughs> in one week. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, so I take it, you've been pretty busy, I guess, sounds like you've been pretty busy with works and stuff. Like, me, I like. I don't really have much going on as far as my job and stuff. So, uh, I have done. I have. I should be using more of this time to better myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I, honestly, I haven't. Um, I don't know. I've watched a lot of Netflix and uh, I subscribe to Crave now because I was getting tired of just uh, having the Netflix. I wanted to wanted something new, uh, but yeah. So I've been to a lot of TV watching. I have been trying to go for walks and trying to keep active, but uh, honestly, like uh, I, uh, I'm starting to become a hermit. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I guess uh, how would I say it? I'm, I'm enjoying the time at home. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it sounds like I. You know, and I guess I'm sure we'll touch upon this later about people are starting to protest about staying at home and stuff like that. But uh, I, I, I'm actually enjoying staying at home, and uh, I, I like this. <laughs> well, not the, I don't like the pandemic part, but I like I like the staying at home part. I mean, I'm starting to enjoy myself at home, whereas before I was just like, it's you know, I just felt like you know because we had to stay home, it just felt. Like, you know, 
like almost like you know when you, you, you get told about something you can't do something then suddenly you want to do something you to, to do that right you want to go out and like but uh now i'm starting to I'm starting to enjoy it yeah yeah i i think uh i am able to hold up as uh as long as uh as long as the internet's working and the uh supply of coke zero uh keeps coming in <laughs> yeah yeah i got it would be a different story if there was no internet <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think uh, it would be a little a little bit harder if there was no internet so yeah so i'm thankful for for the internet that i have a very stable internet connection and you know not everybody does right but mm-hmm. i'm sort of uh thankful for that that we have access to that yeah and it keeps uh uh, it keeps people uh, informed of uh, of what all the current uh, notices are. So, so that's useful, even uh, even without the entertainment aspect. Yeah, true, true enough, true enough. Uh, and uh, so, how's uh, how's your beard growing? Your facial hair coming along? Uh, uh, yeah, it was like it normally is pretty meh worthy before I chopped it off I uh so did you see that picture of, my, of me uh yeah yeah you I gotta mean, be I, impressed that come on uh yeah it's a perfectly fine middling beard it, it's hey for a, for a native guy this beard is pretty epic man. come on yeah 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 it, <laughs> It puts you in like the top ten uh, percent uh, of native beards. <laughs> yeah, a few notches below Gabriel Dumont, but <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I guess I could thank probably my uh, my Austrian her- heritage for that on my dad's side there. Well, well, well none of. Uh, uh, none of uh, my German heritage seems to be kicking in when it comes to the beard growth. <laughs> uh, maybe it'll maybe maybe it'll come in later. Like I, honestly, I did. I've never had a beard before, right? I didn't. I, I honestly didn't think I could grow one. Maybe once you're my age, maybe it'll be easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, by the way. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. My birthday was. Uh, just under a month ago. Yeah. So happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, um, uh, my my daughter had a birthday as well. Oh. Uh, it was 18th birthday. So that's a big milestone, and so she's been actually all her friends have been having birthdays lately. So they've been having like these uh, virtual parties on uh, FaceTime. They've been uh, all just communicating and having a FaceTime party, I guess, whatever. And I thought that was pretty, pretty neat. And uh, seems like that's going to be like a new normal thing too, as uh, because uh, her school, they're trying to plan a virtual 
graduation of all things. Uh, it sounds like, depending on what the health, the health, you know, whatever health restrictions are going to be, but that sounds like what is going to happen is that they'll they'll get their um, you know diplomas and do that ceremony, but everything will be. I guess on some sort of FaceTime or video conferencing for the parents to watch remotely. So there'll be no one else in there except the students and the, whoever's handing out the diplomas and, mm. and that's it. Yeah. It's just so weird. Yeah. Yeah. New normal, uh, for yeah, at least yeah. a little bit. Yeah. For, yeah. I, I met like, and they're talking about how sports, when they start to return, like professional sports, that'll be, like in empty stadiums to begin with and then maybe they'll be doing like every fourth or fifth seat there'll be a person or something like that it's it's really it's really weird i i can't imagine that but it's gonna be the new normal i guess right mm -hmm. yeah and um and i guess with uh uh with with that uh that brings us up to uh, the lightning round of uh, updates. Uh, All right. So, uh, to start off with, like, it's been a very active month, I've noticed, with a lot of uh, uh, news. We were in a sort of quasi-lockdown when we last recorded. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and the measures were sort of ramping up. Uh, and we last recorded on April 4th, I believe, or around there. Uh, since then, the active number of cases in Manitoba actually fell on April 24th. And so that's largely due to recoveries. Manitoba instituted a ban on non-essential travel to remote northern communities. Uh, Manitoba was working on measures to reopen some non-essential services and they've sort of came out with those measures uh now now is it like that band that the non-essential travel to the northern communities is that a manitoba thing as far as like the, the government said it or yeah, yes yes that was set by the or province. is it the community themselves saying no 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 one's coming in type thing uh, communities themselves were saying uh, no one is coming in, but some communities have the highway going through them. Yes. Uh, and they wanted checkpoints established. And initially the province said that they weren't going to do that, but they've subsequently, you know, they subsequently changed their decision and decided that they would not allow travel from southern Manitoba to northern communities. And, oh, that, and, that's, okay. and that's all northern communities, not just First Nations, but also Thompson, yeah, yeah. Flynn, Flynn. Now, how, how's, what, where did the northern communities start? Northern communities start. Yeah. I wonder where that starts, Grand Rapids, maybe, or? even before that whatever <laughs> no no but, no they uh, have it they have it very 
explicitly uh, defined. Uh, oh, okay. I know uh, I, uh, we uh, uh, delivered some groceries to my uh, to my niece who lives uh, near Pegwest in Hudson. And I know they uh, Pegwest shut down any kind of travel into their reserve unless unless you live there, right? Uh, and they have checkpoints where they they ask you questions and you know to make sure that you live on the reserve and stuff like that. But they weren't letting anybody onto the reserve unless you live there. Yes, yes, that that was the case with quite a few First Nations in Manitoba. Okay. Yeah, um, that's good to see that such an active, mm-hmm. active, uh, you know, prevention of trying to keep it out of the community, right? So, I. But for the province, I boo. I believe it, uh, so for, for the uh, travel, uh, you just looking something up there to northern communities, it would be all communities north of the 53rd parallel. I see. So, oh, okay. So that includes, uh, so Barron's River is just south of there. Peguis is well south of that as yeah. the Swan River. But north of the 53rd, that includes St. Teresa's Point, Norway House, uh, Cross Lake, uh, Thompson. Tom, Thompson, yeah. yeah. Grand Rapids. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, like, uh, you were starting to say, uh, talk about the... Uh, yeah, reopening. Uh, yeah, so Manitoba was working on measures to reopen non-essential services, as is Saskatchewan. Quebec, surprisingly considered, considering the number of cases there, has a plan to reopen schools this month. Uh the Manitoba plan is to reop- isn't to reopen schools, but is to reopen non-essential businesses with capacity limits. Uh, the Trudeau government, uh, following pressure from Jagmeet Singh and the NDP, has been modifying the COVID-19 economic response plan throughout April to cover more folks left out in the initial rollout. This includes the 75% wage subsidy, which the NDP initially asked for when there was only a 10% subsidy, and a $9 billion package to help students and recent graduates who are ineligible for the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. And lastly, there's been quite a bit of uh, racism against uh, the top public health official in Canada, Dr. Tam. Uh, well, that, I stand that, with that, Dr. Wasn't Tam. That, uh, wasn't that uh, that racism there? That came from uh, 
Wasn't that just one that one MP? That... There's no there's that MP and there's a bunch of uh rubes who uh who were sort of uh starting that online before. Uh so don't want to dwell on it too much, but I stand with uh Dr. Stam and enough of that, folks. Uh so this has been yeah. Quite a lightning round of uh, updates. Um, uh, I know Willie uh, interjected a bit, uh, but is there anything else you'd uh, like to say on this uh, topic? Uh, I guess it's, it's probably important just to. Uh, I, I'd like to know what your your thoughts of Manitoba. Uh, basically, this coming Monday reopening. I'll, I'll, seems to me to me a lot of services mm -hmm. um, what's your what's your thoughts on that I I uh, I think well I would certainly as uh, uh, say that this was a lot faster than I expected. I was expecting that them to begin reopening maybe in July. I wasn't expecting it to happen in May. Uh, so, so it's happening faster than I expect. I would hope that that this is based on the best advice of public health in Manitoba uh, and yeah. that it's not jumping the gun. Uh, I know that it's very... I, I guess when it comes to capacity, uh, having things at half capacity, you hope that that's easily enforceable and that that doesn't introduce a false sense of complacency uh, right. because I mean you can sort of roll out with these guidelines and say you know we still want you to do physical distancing uh, it's sort of like the beaches at Florida uh, you know you can sort of go out and say we're gonna keep these things open but we hope uh, that you follow safety precautions and then people just rush to them because they're open, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I'd hope that doesn't happen in Manitoba during the reopening, uh, the half-capacity reopening. Yeah. I... Like, isn't the, like the malls opening? Uh, so, so retail businesses uh, can reopen, uh, uh, restaurants, uh, patio walk-ups, hairstylists, uh, museums, uh, I believe that, so this is in phase one. Uh, beginning May 4th, uh, so 
So we're recording on Saturday, so that would be on Monday. Yeah. So let, let's just see about the retail businesses. I imagine there'll be a lineup for haircuts. <laughs> so they're supposed to be limiting their occupancy to 50% of normal business levels. So they're supposed yeah, to be at half I, I, capacity. I, I, I'm, I'm scared of like the malls, man. I can see, I don't know, I can see this going, you know, COVID starting to spike again after the, uh, especially the malls, but it's just like a, so many people in there, you know what I mean? Like, and then, uh, you know, everybody touching the door and stuff. And, this is a, I just see germs everywhere now. <laughs> yes, that. Turning into a hypochondriac. I guess it's not a hypochondriac if there is a real danger out there in the way, so. Germaphobe. And for the province, uh, I'm just reading through some of these guidelines. Uh, yeah, I don't, uh, for the phase one, I don't see anything sort of, I see them talking about retail bi businesses, but I don't see anything specifically about shopping centers or malls. And, and that's, yeah, I can't imagine them, you know, staying closed if all other real starting to open right yeah and and when they announced and when they announced this uh, at the press conference where they did this announcement they they usually allow one initial question and one follow-up uh, they weren't allowing follow-up questions when they announced this really eh? yeah so so yeah I'd, I'd really uh, I'd really hope that they sort of have good strong public health enforcement capacity to ensure that people aren't congregating or mass gathering in like some of these retail centers but uh, but they seem to be going very, very quickly with phase one of the reopening, and uh, and yeah, that that is uh, that that makes me a that is that makes me a bit weary. Yes, I hope that I mean their initial response to COVID nineteen. In terms of the public health side, has been very, very, uh, I'd say, compliant with the consensus of public health experts. So I'd hope that this is an evidence-informed decision by the province. Uh, but there really does seem to be an eagerness, uh, especially with some of the st the statements coming from the premier off the cuff, to get uh. people working again, and I guess this yeah. jives into 
our next topic, which is the do-little approach of Manitoba, where the province's argument has been initially that they don't want to provide these benefits because they don't want to duplicate federal services. But there's stuff that the province really does, like aid to renters that they haven't done. They recently did a U-turn when it comes to small and medium businesses where they had a Manitoba gap protection program, uh, which is meant for to provide aid to businesses that are ineligible for all the federal aid that's coming out. And it's a $120 million program. Uh, but on the flip side, the province has been doing some actively harmful stuff uh, where they've wanted uh, the mush sector, which is a sort of cutesy name uh, for the public sector, but not core provincial civil service, but still things that sort of get a lot of their funding from the province. So municipalities, universities, school boards, uh, to start looking at economizing. And they've told uh, the universities to prepare for 10%, 20%, and 30% cuts, despite an increased demand for virtual learning. And it looks like they're doing a bit of a backpedal on that right now. And they're also Good. wanting to reduce uh, civil servants to two days a week and want the federal government through this EI work share program, which is currently ineligible to the public sector to top this up. Uh, and their whole reasoning for these cuts is, oh, uh, our uh, revenues are falling, so, so we have to do them. Uh, but uh, I guess I've summarized it enough at this point. Uh, so what are some of your thoughts on, on this whole approach to financial, to the finances and services that the province is adopting during this crisis? Yeah, well, I think it's summed up perfectly when you said do a little approach at Manitoba. Basically, the Manitoba government is just pretty much standing by and just watching and just let, you know, passing a buck to the federal government to, to, to take matters into the hands, right? And uh, which the federal government has. Um, and, I, and I suspect it's been happening because it's a minority government. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I believe the, the NDP have really stepped up and forced the liberals to be more, uh, I guess, more, so, I don't want to use the word generous because it's our money, right? More <laughs> that supportive. We're, we're, right? It, it just, you know, to give more help to people, to more people. Um, so I guess that that's, you can take the, the minority government for that. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling, and the, the off-the-cuff remarks from the premier, it's just how, you know, these business owners are complaining 
about not getting their low wage staff back because they make more money on CERB. Right? Uh, and I have a feeling come Monday, first or come Tuesday, the first report will be that business owners are complaining they can't get their workers back. Right? Because CERB is paying them more. And I, I, I don't like I don't like that at all. I feel like uh, it's a global pandemic, and who's the who are the, the business owners to complain about a person deciding for the family safe their family the potentially their family's safety and their parents to, to stay home mm-hmm. to flatten the curve like they wanted, and then they're getting like uh, shamed on doing that that. That's just ridiculous. It, 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 it makes me very angry. Yeah, and I have a sort of, uh, or I have a transcription of this off-the-cuff remark uh, that the Premier made on uh, April 29th, which was a Wednesday. Uh, and his remark, we are fighting against a federal program that is actually paying people to stay out of the workforce right now. I don't like the fact that it is real, but that is real. People are being paid to stay home and not work, Premier Pallister said. Yeah. I, I mean, they're being paid to stay home because that, that was what was needed to happen to allow physical distancing. And yeah, I think that's a really saying he doesn't like the fact that this program is real uh, while he's done nothing uh, or he's done very little. Uh, I I think that's just appalling. CERB has been a life-saving program in my opinion. Absolutely. And it's doing what it's meant to do, flattening the curve. Mm-hmm. The, the reason you're able, the premier is even able to talk about reopening and plan going forward to reopening the province is, I think, because of CERB. No CERB, people are we're going to start going to continue risking themselves to try to go to work and you know make ends meet and stuff like mm-hmm. that, right? You got to it, it took the choice out of you know, health and money as, as far as paying the bills and stuff, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I, it is disgusting that he even thinks that way. And it just short, sort of shows his true colors, right? Like he, yeah, he's there not for the everyday guy, right? Not there for Joe Sixpack. He's there for wealthy business owners and stuff like that, getting cheap labor back. It's, it's, it's disgusting. And, and I'd say that, uh, that, it, that it's really weird uh, f- for him to be denouncing this program when he walked, or at least last time I checked, he wanted to cut civil, not just c- civil servants as you normally think of them, but even people potentially outside that sector uh, 
wants to cut the, their work uh, and he wants them to go on EI. Uh, yeah. At, and yet he's denouncing the fact that the federal government has been active in providing support for people who can yeah. who can work less. Uh, and, and, yeah, and you know what? If, if that happens and they he only gets a two you know civil servants only get a two day work week I guarantee that will be a long term cut that he won't be rushing to get, hire that everybody back full time anymore guaranteed yeah you'd you'd hope that you could trust him at his word when he says it's temporary but uh, but all the off-the-cuff remarks that are sort of coming out of these daily press conferences seem to be indicative of, uh, of a deep ideological commitment to reduce the province's spending on services, to reduce public sec- the public sector workforce, uh, and and some of this stuff that was coming out in mid-April was just really insane. When when you hear him say, uh, "Okay, uh, revenues are down, so so we have to lay off and and cut a bunch of uh, the civil service beyond what we were already planning to do with these previously incremental cuts." Uh, yeah. Because I think the, I feel it feels it sort of feels like he's using this pandemic as an excuse to cut more than yeah. need to be. Yeah, to, to take his agenda into high gear, because yeah. the common sense is that when you have like a negative economic shock, that that causes the private sector to be unable to operate at full capacity to be unable to hire and do serve their business at full capacity, that's the ideal time for the government to be spending more to keep the economy afloat. And then you can sort of get it down when times are good. And, and him saying that, uh, okay, our revenues are down, so we're going to cut and cause more unemployment in the public sector... That, that's just really outside of economic best practices. Preaching to the choir. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you, man. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, I mean, it's good that he seems to be pivoting on, like, universities. Uh it looks like he's no longer really gung ho for them to reduce uh, uh, what what they're doing, and it seems that someone got the message to him that there is a giant spike in demand for education during this pandemic. So, and it seems that at least for the business community. He was willing to do this U-turn 
on providing no support or just a call center, which got overwhelmed the first day it set up, I hope it's working now, uh, to doing this one hundred this sort of gap filling program. Uh, hopefully these other sectors, uh, he'll sort of get the message when everyone's speaking out that this is the wrong direction and change course, but uh, we'll see. Uh, it really looks like he's hoping that this is going to be a short pandemic and that he can and that the province can go to business as usual quickly. Uh, yeah. And I'd like to think that his plans to reopen are based on good, solid public health evidence and not an ideological dislike of people not working when necessary to not work. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but, but we, we will, we will see because it's, they're opening a lot of stuff in phase one. Uh, so like, yeah, yeah. Hairstylists, uh, outdoor recreation campgrounds, restaurants, including patios and walk-up service. Um, so, so hopefully they're not jumping the gun on this. And Saskatchewan has been another province that has really tried to, is really gearing up to return to, to begin returning to normal quickly. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll, time will tell, I guess, I imagine, right? And. Uh, I wonder when the next flights available to Costa Rica are going to be coming available, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that. Sure, that's a uh, high priority in uh, at least one uh, to at least one person in the province. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess I should mention that. Uh, the premier has experienced a personal tragedy lately. Uh, uh, his sister has died. I obviously this is a tr tragic situation, real emotional toll for anyone. I do not uh, believe that it should have that much bearing on how we assess his policies and decision making as a political leader though but certainly uh, yeah, personal I condolences. Now, obviously you know obviously no one wishes ill will on family members and stuff like that mm -hmm. or to anybody's well-being and stuff like that right it's just the decisions made as a premier is what we're criticizing that so much his family or his mm -hmm. personal life and stuff like that so yeah yeah so condolences obviously mm -hmm. um and well why don't we try 
try to think of something how to end this on a positive note. Um, will you be getting a haircut? I will not be getting a haircut. Have you? Uh, so you're subscribed to Crave and Netflix? Yes. Uh, have... And actually, it turns out that uh, uh, my daughter has Prime, uh, Amazon Prime, which gets the Amazon Prime Video, and it has improved so much since I first tried Prime a couple of years ago. It, there's actually some decent movies on there and a ton of selection now. Mm. I, I, I'm quite impressed, actually. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I actually rented a movie from Apple. Um, I rented uh, Blood Quantum by Jeff Barnaby, who's a indigenous filmmaker out of... Uh, I believe he's a Mohawk nation there. Uh, could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it is. Six nations. Um, it's a zombie, uh, zombie movie, apocalypse movie about uh, how indigenous people seem to be immune to the the zombie virus, and I guess it's just a sort of a, how you know life. Life is at that time when during a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> uh, very, very entertaining. Uh, very entertaining movie, and it's nice to see. I, uh, I remember seeing uh, uh, some short movies, short films, and film festivals from Jeff Barnaby um, a number of years ago. Uh, probably about no, eight years ago. Oh, 18 years ago, even. Yeah, it's been a long time. I uh, sort of seen him uh, go from short films to to he's this. I believe this is his second feature-length movie. So yeah, it's kind of kind of cool to see the you know following his career and stuff like that. Mm. Have you watched the uh, Harley Quinn series? Uh. Birds of Prey movie? Is no, 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 the, the, the uh, animated series. Oh, no. No, I haven't. Uh, right now, I am on Westworld. Mm. I'm uh, going on Westworld and not too sure what the, what's coming after that one. I, I'm almost at, on season three, so I'm almost catching up to the current, uh, current episodes there, so I'm not too sure. I think I might I don't know. Hopefully something pops up in my feed after, oh. All right, <laughs> after well, I'm finished with this. Well, I'll certainly give uh, Harley Quinn uh, the, the 2019 to present animated series a thumbs up. Oh, okay, so it's good. And what's that? What, what, what uh, platform is that on? It... It is... You can buy individual episodes off YouTube. It is also uh, on the platform. 
let me get get this right the platform uh, DC Universe Online okay or DC yeah, Universe I, uh, yeah yeah I, I didn't even know about this show then until you just said about it and I don't imagine I'll be subscribing to any, any more until I exhaust everything on uh, the platforms I have right now so but I'm sure it's good mm-hmm. uh, oh it also airs on Adult Swim in Canada okay I wonder if I have that with my TV package interesting yeah, well, uh, yeah, you can check that out. Uh, and I think that's all we uh, we have to talk about today. I'm sure a thousand uh, new things will happen by the next episode. Yeah, hopefully next episode we're not talking about uh, Manitoba shutting down because of the early reopening. And yeah. that we don't regress into bad numbers and stuff like that. So, here's to uh, things looking up. Yeah. All right, there, uh, Mr. Dylan. Take care of yourself and uh, and uh, Godspeed. Yeah. Uh, wishing Manitoba and the world all the best. Yes. Thoughts and prayers. Right? Are we going to do thoughts and prayers? Uh, no. Sh- sure. <laughs> Condolences. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, take care there. And uh, this is really going to be signing off here. All right. Uh, okay. Bon voyage. <laughs>